Please leave me a rating and a review. Making a, a chain, you know, making sure you sleep more is the least invasive way of approaching fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your eulogy, the podcast where we talk to someone about their life so that we can talk about their death. Today's episode is an interview with Dr. Kristen Becker. She is a doctor in naturopathic medicine which means homeopathy, visceral stimulation, hydrotherapy, alternatives to pharmaceuticals. You know, new age hippie shit, as people dismissively call it. What I suggest to you as an audience is to listen to your own brain while listening to her talk about herbal remedies. I found myself being massively judgmental and feeling very superior for doubting what she believes. But the reality is, though, naturopathy isn't really evidence-based medicine, though some is, some isn't. The current paradigm of medical science can hurt people and ignore others. Homeopathy, an umbrella term with some quackery under that paracel, was developed by a German doctor in the 1700s because the other doctors were bloodletting and poisoning sick people with insane drugs. Much like how now we've been giving people opioids for no great reason. Antidepressants with long-term adverse effects. Sleep aids that cause harm. Overprescribing antibiotics. Radiation treatment certainly isn't a walk in the park. And we keep giving follow-up meds to treat the side effects of other meds. So though some of Dr. Kristen Becker's practice may be limp in regards to... Um, trusted efficacy it's coming from a larger conversation perhaps the mistake i make and many others make when we laugh at the lack of scientific rigor within alternative medicine is a mistake of comparison it's like a bike isn't worse than a car because it's slower and a car isn't worse than a bike because you get less exercise they both have a place what dr kristen becker does is not the same as what Dr. Whatever does at the hospital. Kristen Becker works with people to help them learn how to be healthy, and if that doesn't work, she refers them to more invasive treatment. But maybe you're just not as judgmental as I am, and you didn't need this introduction to keep an open mind. Here's the theme song. So we set up the mics in an interesting way because, you, uh, and, and we are recording, uh, because you can't hold them for a long time because you had a car accident? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and was that years ago? Is that the, when I was reading about you, you referenced having um, an illness or a condition that helped, started you down your path to get into uh, uh, how do you say it? Naturopathy? Naturopathic medicine. Naturopathic medicine? Mm-hmm. Is, is that the uh, occasion that spurred no, the interest? No, that was a lot more to do with um, 
chemical sensitivity. So perfumes oh. and tobacco smoke, which was um, everywhere in the 80s. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, uh, paints and things like that. So unfortunately, unrelated, and you, so you have, have had multiple <laughs> discomforts, corporeal discomforts uh, throughout your life. Well, we all learn to adapt to what we've got. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is, you know, some of it, some of it can be healed and reversed, and some things we just learn how to um, find a new path to how you live. Yeah. So, did you feel that you kind of had to do it on your own um, because? Uh, normal medicine wasn't addressing it. Did you feel kind of isolated, like you were just kind of wandering in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at first with, uh, um, yeah, it was quite frustrating, and and all they had was a drug for each symptom, <laughs> and none, and the drugs tend to make things worse. So, but that was decade decades ago, and so I started researching it a little bit myself, and found out about you know natural ways to heal your body and, um, you know, got rid of 99% of my symptoms within a year. So yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, I find in my own practice that, you know, patients will come to me and they got like these three big health issues and they start talking to me about it and we put the pieces together, start tracing the history and I'll find like there's an underlying cause that connect all three of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, instead of treating A, B, and C, let's treat the root cause of A, B, and C, and A, B, and C will go away on its own. When I'm discussing things with a, a allopathic colleague, a medical doctor, um, it's really about the knowledge. And so even if they come at the beginning with doubt with me, I... I can discuss with them um, intimately the body and what's going on, you know, with the physical processes. I understand the biochemistry of why something is going, what mm-hmm. something's happening. And so I'm usually able to um, bring them to understanding that this is, a, a, you know, science-based medicine that's got really ancient roots. Yeah, and, medicine, and pharmaceuticals are actually um, taught at naturopathic medis- medical schools. It's not outside of our understanding of medicines, but it's not our first approach. So we have a, a, a line of um, what we start off with, with the least invasive going on to the more invasive. So, you know, making a, a chain, you know, making sure you sleep more is the least invasive way of approaching fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's amazing how many people come and spend a lot of time and money with me when I tell them, okay, you need eight hours of sleep <laughs> and, and, and go do that and then we'll see how things go. Um, so there's a lot of basic things that people can learn Um at a least invasive thing. Now, if somebody's already been practicing, you know, good priorities for sleep and they're still having problems with it, then there are certainly less invasive areas, but more complex than trying to sleep, you know, spending some time meditating, finding relaxation. Next levels might be herbal teas or something like that. Really, for somebody who's having major, major problems and, and it's not diagnosable, then maybe we're going to be looking at, um, you know, referring them for medication. 
Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that can be done before you go to medication. And I think that's where the mainstream medicine is fails is that usually that's their first thing that they go to. Um, some of the treatments that uh, you offer are things like um, natural alternatives to uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, hydro and home treatments, colon hydrotherapy, homeopathy, visceral manipulation. Is that like a, a massage-based thing to help like with like tendons? And- so visceral is actually re- regards to organs, and it actually is a um, practice coming out of osteopathy which is another type of doctor. Um, It's looking at the, mostly the abdominal organs, but it'll also be chest and um, pelvic organs as well. And being able to really feel the dysfunction in an organ to see if, you know, there's, you know, problems with gastric emptying, the stomach emptying or whatever, you can actually palpate that through your hands rather than having to have, you know, huge invasive uh, imaging done. A lot of things I can feel and treat Mm -hmm. um, through doing the visceral manipulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Feels a little bit like massage, but it actually is much more in, in, um, in depth with the anatomy than that. Um, I just have, I wrote, I have written down um, papyrus and a question mark because on your website you use the font papyrus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if if you were aware of how people make fun of the font now. I, I, that website went up 14 years ago. I haven't (laughs) had anybody mention it to me. (laughs) You had, uh, right before this, you said you had a five minute. Uh, call with a patient. Is, was that just like a check-in um, type deal? Is, is that part of the process with you? You're probably too young to know the Little House in Prairie <laughs> TV series, but the, the doctor there, he was like, everybody knew him, and you know you could come by and talk to him at any time when there's emergency, he was there. And so that was part of m- my choice of putting my practice in my own home is that I have easy availability. So my patients, I tell them, you can call me any day of the week, including the weekends, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And, you know, most of the time I will answer right away. And, you know, if I need some privacy on the weekend, I do it. But if I've got the time, I'll answer the phone and help you out so you don't have to struggle through the weekend. Yeah. And so, you know, I have patients calling me all the time just to check in, make sure that they're following their treatment right. Or if they're, you know, something's not going as we expected, they can, we can tweak it in between appointments. And so, yeah, I, I, I feel like I have more of a naturopathic community rather than a, you know, clinic. What, what, what do people, are they usually saying like, well, I have uh, more energy, but I feel like my skin's like sensitive, just like small little daily things like that. That they're checking in with you about? Well, I have some people, I mean, 90% of our problems are developing habits. It's a process, it's slow, and it's a habit. And to me, it doesn't seem hard at all because I've been doing it for so long. Well, 
learning to be, be healthy is the same thing. So, you know, we have people who, you know, know they got to drink water, but they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> they know they need to sleep, but they don't do it. So um, I have a few patients who will do like um, regular check-ins. They'll like just text me their blood pressure or how many hours they slept last night or if they got to 64 ounces of water or 90 ounces or whatever it is that I prescribed for them. You know, just to have somebody be accountable. Somebody's kind of following along. And, you know, if there's if they're if I'm seeing somebody's really stuck, I can give them a quick call and say, you know, <laughs> what what's the big obstacle here? You know, what what's preventing you from you know getting that last, you know, half hour of sleep that you we know you need, or the last ten ounces of water? What what's hit what's hitting that? And we can troubleshoot a little bit in between appointments to help them feel like they can make it to their goals because most of our goals are only stopped because we stumble on some obstacle. It sounds like um, you're not raking in the big bucks. Um, has there been sacrifices you've had to make? Uh, yes, but ones that I think have been definitely worth making. So, and, and I think the biggest one has been societal pressure, you know, where people expect you to um, donate monetarily to a, an effort where I'd rather be putting in um, time, offer my time for that. Um, but you know, I, I think that they, I would have ha I'd sacrifice a lot more of who I am if you know I would have set up my practice in the richest part of town and tried to attract the you know highest rate for what I do. Um, I love the people I work with. I really love the people I work with, and, and it means a lot to me to be able to serve them. Mm -hmm. Part of this uh, podcast, a normal one, um, normal one, I don't really even have a normal one anymore, uh, is, is we talk about someone, we talk about their life, and at the end they write a eulogy for themselves. Um, but if you don't want to do that, um, you've, well, actually, last question. Uh, sure. You've said you've uh, helped people um, in, as they get ready for death and in their, their last stages. Yeah. Um, the way that you wrote about it, it sounded beautiful. What is, can you speak to those experiences? The, the, the times where the, the deaths, you know, or harder to describe as beautiful, was where there was a lot more resistance. Primarily, I saw a lot that it wasn't the person who was dying that was resisting. It was the people trying to hold on to their loved one. And, and it is really, really hard t to let go. Um, I think recognizing that in the person who's, who's dying so often they are trying to help the living um, go on without them and the effort that they have to go through that I realized I wanted to do my best in learning to let go so that it would be because we, we, we go to see somebody dying we think because we're trying to be supportive of them <laughs> and it's interesting how it turns the other way around and I want to be there for them so that they can 
feel the comfort that the people that they love will be okay. My greatest gold is, golden moments is is walking out with a patient that I know has learned a little bit of hope. It just lightens up my entire day, and so mm -hmm. it's clearly affecting me. And I'm hoping that they go home, and that continues to ripple to the family and coworkers and neighbors that they live around. That um, whenever we can keep on passing a little hope to each other, we we can smile a little bit easier, enjoy life a little bit better, and and take a moment to maybe be a little bit more conscious of the choices that we're making and how it affects our humans and non-humans alike. Mm. Well, thank you so much. This, is, you. this has been a lovely chat. This has been uh, your eulogy. I produced and edited and did the music for this episode. My name is Matthew Schneeman. Thanks to my guest, Kristen Becker. Uh, Dr. Kristen Becker, I should say, uh, for giving us your experience and uh, sharing your time with us. If you have any questions, you can email me at mc... No, I'm starting to give up my personal email. <laughs> at youreulogymail at gmail.com Again, that's youreulogymail at gmail.com if the song has been driving you crazy because it sounds familiar, it's because it's that Beach Boys song. Off the Florida Keys There's a place called Kokomo That's where you want to go to get away from it all You know Aruba, Jamaica, oh, I want to take you, Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty... Okay. I chose this song because it's a silly song. It's a song people probably dislike and think is dumb. And that's my feelings on, um, uh, on alternative medicines, essential oils, um, things like that. Uh, but beneath them, there is like a truth and beauty in them. And that Beach Boys song is... It's a beautiful song. <laughs> it gets a bad rap because its style is so dumb or cheeky or whatever. Okay, that's all I've got for this episode, not in general. Thank you.